Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Back at Bombers with Belhaven and The Boy. Another exciting episode indeed, as we are a week closer to the start of college football. College Today football. we are going to preview the ACC Atlantic. Before we do that, uh, of course, practices have begun for many teams, including our Buckeyes. The Righteous Box. And so we just wanted we wanted to give a few quick thoughts from camp, what we've heard so far, uh, before we get into the preview. So uh, what have you heard uh, thus far? What are some of the things you're seeing? Anything you're excited about? Well, I, uh, I think the big thing camp, that we've been talking about since um, last year, right, is the defense. And I think for the, I don't know if it was the first time today, but, um, you know, Knowles was in front of the, uh, of, of the press and talked a little bit about the defense and he seems excited. Uh, he, he seems to be very excited about the defensive line, which gets me excited, right? Because that's what I always talk about. What I always whine and complain about is especially the middle of that defensive line. And it sounds like um, he's impressed with a few folks there. He's impressed with um, you know some of the linebackers and safeties. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about that. It's it's early. You know, only a few practices. Um, but that was the one thing for me that really jumped out. Yeah, he seemed excited. And apparently uh, Jack Sawyer was unblockable today. So... Uh, that's always a good sign. We knew we had some stars in the making at that position. We haven't had a, gotten a lot of pressure around the edge past couple of years since Chase Young left. So uh, that's that's exciting. Uh, hopefully, both him and JTT will be able to uh, get on both sides and wreak some havoc this year. So excited about that. And, you know, the offensive line was yesterday, uh, and. The offensive line, new offensive line coach, Fry, seemed really excited as well. Uh, they're a little bit happier with the depth, which you know was a main concern as well. Obviously, they're five guys. They knew who they are. Uh, we think the starters are strong, and it seems that a couple of the guys, uh, second string on the offensive line, are stepping up, uh, which is nice. So, you know, hopefully they'll get their reps, especially in the uh, first few games of the year before Big Ten play hits, but uh, excited about that. I also heard today uh, Jordan Hancock may have an apparent injury. I know Cam Martinez and some other safeties were working in that position, so hopefully it's nothing too serious. I think he'll be a really good corner, so hopefully uh, that injury is not major. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's just exciting to finally hear some news uh, as we get closer to football. Yeah, the uh, injuries are kind of a catch twenty two for me because part of me thinks, you know, again, Knowles is excited, you know, about everybody, uh, especially uh, Martinez, and so I think Ohio State can beat Notre Dame, um, you know, even if they have their uh, some starters in the secondary maybe injured that game. That's not the case right now, but I'm just saying that I think that they're going to beat Notre Dame either way, and so it would be nice to get. And, you know, throw people like Martinez and some of them in there, you know, early on uh, in that game, uh, get them that experience. And uh, I think I think that would be good. So a little bit of a catch 22 still makes me nervous. But uh, another thing, yeah, they're excited. Fry is excited. All these new coaches who excelled uh, 
uh, you know, apparently in the places they were at before, uh, I think they're really excited about the fact that they have immense talent uh, to work with. And so, yeah, I think it's all good so far. Absolutely. And as we hear things as well, next episodes will uh, keep you updated as well. So we'll move on to the ACC Atlantic. The first time Clemson did not win that division, and I don't know how long, uh, quite a while. And the first time, I believe, that Wake Forest has won it. And they're en route to their first title game appearance and I think the best season in school history. So pretty awesome for them. We'll start with the Demon Deacons here today when total eight and a half. Uh, they do have an easy non-con, but they do go on the road uh, to NC State. They are at Florida State at Louisville this year. So uh, they played a lot of close games last year. They won a lot of those close games. Uh, of course, they had the only loss before the title game to Clemson. You know, can they withstand that? They do return uh, the quarterback and the running back, you know, Sam Hartman, although still inconsistent. Uh, but that being said, they were not great on defense of last year. Uh, kind of got lucky on that side of the ball. They bring in a new defensive coordinator. Uh, they're going to have really no back seven to stop passes. And while I do think the offense will still be great, it reminds me of like a Maryland team this year whose offense should be really good. They can put up a lot of points, especially against weaker competition in uh, the rest of their division. But when they get up to those teams with decent defenses, uh, especially the two above them that I think will be above them this year that we'll talk about, I think it's going to be hard uh, to make it back up to the top this year. So I think they'll still have a decent season. Uh, Wake Forest is... Uh, had some pretty good seasons here. Uh, and for them, you know, those are 8-1 seasons. I think they could probably have another 8-1 season. So that's where I'm sitting as we start here with the Demon Deacons. Yeah, uh, with the Demon Deacons, uh, it's interesting because you, you get teams like Wake Forest in the ACC, and then, um, you know, I don't know, maybe somebody like Northwestern, uh, out of the Big Ten, you know, they, they, they have a, a good year. And then, you know, everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon. And, yeah, hey, they, they're going to be a competitor, you know. And I'm not saying, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, generally with the media, you know, I, that's a lot of what I've been reading is all this positivity about Wake Forest. And, and to a degree, that's gr great and should be the case because, you know, hey, it's Wake Forest. They had a great year. And, you know, they do have some continuity. And so, yeah, it's great for the fans. Be excited about that. But I do think that, uh, generally speaking, folks are putting way too much stock in, in Wake Forest. And, and I think part of what you mentioned, they, they won a lot of very close games uh, last year. Their defense is atrocious. And, and I don't know what a team like Wake Forest can really do to change the defense uh, monumentally, you know, overnight. You couple that with the fact that there are several teams in front of them that are returning a crap ton of, of players, experience, uh, and some of them are more talented teams just generally. And so I think it's going to be very hard for Wake Forest, and, and I got them probably closer to the bottom uh, of this division this year. 
Okay. I mean, I'm not that low on Wake Forest. Uh, past few years, they've seemed to have decent seasons, and I think they can continue that trend, but the defense will take a step back, so that definitely could um, be more uh, towards your scenario in that case. Uh, we'll move to the Clemson, as Clemson fans love hearing that. Uh, Tigers, who failed to win the division last year, uh, but are coming back strong this year. They return a lot on defense and probably will have uh, one of, if not the deepest defensive lines in the country. Uh, of course, they always seem to have uh, pretty good defenses. Uh, the past couple of years have been a little bit iffy, but it uh, seems like they might return to that this year, even though they do lose Venables to Oklahoma. Uh, they do have an easier schedule, although they do have Notre Dame on the road, uh, but they have both Miami and NC State at home uh, in their division, which is good. They also, alongside with the defensive line, get four of their five starters back on the offensive line who weren't great last year either. And even with DJ, who was the worst, uh, had the worst passing efficiency in the ACC last year, uh, even if he uh, struggles, they got someone uh, high recruit, they're probably going to start anyways. He can only get better. I think their quarterback room can only get better, uh, especially in the explosive passive game, quote-unquote. And so I definitely think we'll see improvement from their returning experience at the running backs, even though they weren't great last year. The only real question I have on offense is the receivers. Uh, a lot of unknown names there. Even still, this team is extremely talented. They recruit really well, returning a lot of experience. And so you look at the rest of the division. Honestly, I think the only one that even has a chance to take out Clemson is NC State for the top because of all they return. But it's going to be tough. Uh, Clemson, I think, probably loses only one game this year. I think there's a loss in there somewhere. Could be to Notre Dame. Could be a, a conference opponent. But I just think the rest of the division is uh, pretty weak. And I think they're going to win those games more often than not. So, you know, we'll talk about is Clemson back you know, for the playoffs? I don't know. I don't know how the rest of the country is going to go. We talked a little bit about it. I think there's a good chance Clemson can get back to the playoffs. You know, will they solidly be a true playoff caliber team, though? Uh, I think that's a tough question, especially with a weaker ACC. And I think that's a fair assessment. What say you? Well, I think with Clemson, there's a lot of intrigue with, with them. They only they only lost three games last year. You know, in in for a time, a lot of folks, and I think maybe me as well, at some point in the season, like, wow, this is this is bad. And it really wasn't that bad. They went ten and three. Uh, they're super talented. They return a lot of production. Uh, and they, they return eight starters on both sides of the ball. Uh, yes, they always have a good defense, and they're going to have a great defensive line. 
So for me, as an outsider, you know, looking in at Clemson, it feels like it's three or four things for them. Number one, the continuity of the, or not the continuity, but how well does the uh, coaching staff gel? Because Venables is gone, offensive coordinator is gone, they bring in new people, and personally, I think it's for the better. I think Clemson, if we really saw anything last year with Clemson, it was just kind of stale. And I think Venables was exposed uh, by Ohio State in 2020. Quite frankly, he was starting to get exposed prior to that. Uh, He was living on hype. And Ohio State exposed him in 2020. Frankly, if Ryan Day were not a first-year head coach in that playoff game in, in 2019, Ohio State was that much better than Clemson, probably would have beaten them by a couple of touchdowns. They definitely would have scored more than the 23 they did. Therefore, they probably would have won, probably would have been in the 40s. So uh, the point is, is I, I think it's time for them to get an infusion of new uh, coaching uh, ideology. And I think with the talent that they have, you know, how well does that gel? I think secondly, it's it's DJ. Uh, will he be the five-star quarterback, you know, the next in line to Lawrence? Uh, or will he fumble around, you know, like like last year. And if he does, will the backup treat them well? So it's really that or quarterback play, uh, uh, more to the point, because they've got the talent on offense. And then thirdly, the offensive line, because that has to be good if the quarterback play struggles. Uh, and, and so it's the, that is it, right? Those three things, if any one of those, if they all are fairly decent, they win that division, uh, and they will be back in the playoffs. Yeah. N- nothing to add to that. I will move on to most likely their only competition in the division, and that will be the NC State Wolfpack, who also returned quite a bit, uh, and it should be a pretty decent year for them. They do have a cupcake non-conference, although they do play Texas Tech. Uh, they've seen an air raid offense, though, and I don't think Texas Tech's offense is good enough to beat their defense. Uh, they do have to go on the road to Clemson this year uh, after that you know, huge win against them last year at home. Uh, this might be a revenge game for Clemson. They do have some of their tougher games at home, uh, and you know they do always find a way to play Wake Forest and, and North Carolina close somehow. So that might play into it. I'm sure there may be a couple good games, but... Uh, they should have a great offensive line this year. Of course, they returned their quarterback, Devin Leary. Uh, a lot of people really high on him. I don't know if I'm as high on Leary, but he should still be one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC. And I think he could have a really good year. Overall, I don't think the offensive scheme is great, and I think they have to uh, kind of figure that out. Uh, because a lot's going to be on his shoulders uh, to bail that team out, kind of like it was last year, and I think he can. Uh, but I do some of that. I think s- uh, some of that overall offense uh, will have to change a little bit. Uh, but they also, uh, I think, easily could be the second best, uh, you know, defense in the division besides Clemson. And so I think they have a chance. I don't think they will uh, take Clemson for 
of the division. I do think Clemson's going to win the division, but I think they could win, uh, you know, have nine to 10 wins this year and still have a really good season. NC State, I think, has a lot to be excited about. They had a really good year uh, last year. Uh, they have continuity. Um, I know I used that word out of context before. It's because I was waiting to say it now. Um, you know, they do have continuity in their coaching staff and, and in their culture, so to speak. And you know, you have your elites in college football, those that we talk about. They recruit in the top 10 uh, all the time. You have other teams that are in a tier where they're just incredibly talented, yet they, they just do dumb things like, you know, A&M sometimes. Uh, but then, you know, in the rest of them, you have these gems that everybody talks about every year that they, you know, with that culture, they may not have the most talent, but they have a lot of experience and, you know, a lot of momentum. You know, Iowa has done that before, Michigan State uh, before, uh, Wisconsin, you know, sometimes. So I, I think NC State it could be that team this year that based off of the continuity of culture, uh, great momentum from last year, um, you know, returning a lot of great experience. You know, this th- it could be them this year. And I agree with you that I think they are likely – the second best team. And and frankly, as glowingly as I spoke about Clemson, if any one of those three things uh, is, you know, hits really harshly, terrible quarterback play, or those coaches just don't know how to call a game together, whatever, NC State could easily step right in and and take that division. Yeah. And now kind of moving to uh, that lower tier, especially in this division, uh, won't talk too much about these teams, but I will start with Florida State, you know, who reminds me of Texas, you know, has a big fan base. They're always hyped up every year, but they always, uh, especially the past few years, have, you know, bad to mediocre seasons. Uh, Wake Forest even more so than, or Wake Forest, Florida State even more so than Texas. You know, and you look at Florida State, I do think they should be better this year. I think, uh, you know, Norvell's a good hire for them. I think he's getting them on the right track. But, man, they got a tough schedule this year. They play LSU in New Orleans. Um, a lot of their division games are on the road. They have at Louisville, at NC State. Uh, they're at Miami. And, of course, they play Florida at home at the end of the year. Uh, and they could beat Florida. Florida's um, line depth is not great, and that's at the end of the season. But even still, I mean, we have to play LSU and Florida and Clemson. That's just that's just tough. Even if those teams aren't aren't the greatest either, so uh, they do have Travis back when he was healthy last year. He did really well, uh, and so uh, they're going to have to hope to keep him healthy. They do get most of their offensive line back, and they got some transfers at that spot as well, which is good. And I think their defensive linebacking core is going to be really solid, uh, at least better than it has been here for a few years. And I think the secondary is serviceable. So the they have been recruiting a little bit better. The talent's there. Uh, just how much talent, right? And, uh, you know, we could see uh, with this team, especially some huge momentum swings, you know, especially if they lose early at, at LSU, maybe lose a couple other games. Maybe they win that game that propels them. Uh, but I think this team will kind of be up and down all year. I think they make a bowl game, uh, but with a tough schedule, uh, I think that's all they'll do. And it's just kind of a, a build-up year, hopefully for future years. Uh, but that's where I kind of think that Florida State team is at this year. Yeah, I think it's a uh, 
pivotal year for Florida State. Um, you know, Bowden was a great coach, but in his twilight, they were they were starting to to decline a little bit, similar to Joe Paterno and frankly, you know, Woody Hayes in the, in the last couple of years. Um, I think they had a sugar high with Jimbo Fisher. I think Jimbo Fisher really did, and I've said it before, he, he stepped into a perfect situation at that time, and he's really lived off of that ever since. And he's been laughing to the bank at people like me, you know. But after that sugar high, there was a lot of negativity. There was a lot of problems uh, institutionally, it felt like, with Florida State. And they've gone through some coaching churn. I haven't heard a lot of negativity this year. I haven't gone looking for it transparently. So, but I just haven't been hearing it as much as I had in the past. And and yes, they do have a crap ton of talent. Uh, they have a coach that has had success in prior stops. So if that negativity has died down and he's able to put together uh, something of a culture there, I think they could make a bowl and, if they do, even if it's six and six, and they make a bowl and they go seven and six, they win that bowl game. I think you got to keep that coach and, and you know give him some leeway and, and let him do some stuff. Um, and I say a seven and six type of year because, to your point, I think yeah they're they're going to be hit and miss at times. They're going to have some really good successes, hopefully for them, and then some ugly things. Maybe not as ugly as last year, but they'll have some ugly things. Um, I think they'll weather it, and they'll be you know roughly a, a seven and six type of team. Yeah, that's a that's a, right where I have them. Uh, we'll move on, kind of talk about these two teams here real quick. I think they're pretty similar, um, both kind of with opposite problems. But that's Boston College. Jeff Halfley comes back, and he even said that they should have the best defense they've had since they have been there. Uh, that being said, though. A little bit uh, tougher division schedule. They do return their quarterback and their best wide receiver, but they lose um, most of their offensive line starters, offensive line coach. A lot of their coin flip games are on the road, uh, and so when you have you know a team, uh, even with a good defense, when most offenses in the uh, division and the conference are going to be better than yours, it's just. I don't think you can uh, do a lot with that. And I think it, you know, both these teams are going to be both Boston college and Louisville are going to be five to six win teams. I think they have a chance to get to a bowl game. I think Boston college can beat Rutgers in the non-con probably lose to Notre Dame. Uh, but you know, how can you win those coin flip games? Uh, they'll, they're just going to win some and lose some. That's how it's going to be kind of same with Louisville, a little bit opposite. Uh, their offense should be really good. Uh, return their quarterback. Uh, I think it's a better overall team than last year, especially with the transfers. But uh, defense, kind of like Wake Forest, even if there's maybe a little bit better talent, uh, probably still going to be really bad. Uh, easy to throw the ball around on. They do. Ha- they are at UCF, which I think UCF will be decent this year. I think they could easily lose that game. Uh, they're at Clemson, at Kentucky. And so... Yeah, this team, uh, I think, could make a bowl game. Uh, I think it's going to be tough. Uh, I do think they'll be a fun team to watch, though. 
and uh, I definitely think they could pick some teams off. It's just a matter of will they. So you're looking at, I think, five, six win teams here. Could make a bull game, uh, but, you know, nothing really spectacular. Yeah, with Boston College, I think they will be around the bottom as well. Um, I don't know that they... I don't know that they've really moved forward uh, from uh, his first year, Halfley's first year as a coach. <clears throat> they had some really good success. Uh, and then last year, I just it felt like there wasn't any positive momentum forward. And I think they lost quite a bit after that. You made the, the point about the offensive line. And really good teams struggle – with, you know, an overhauled offensive line. Um, I don't know that Alabama's was overhauled last year, but they, they, their offensive line struggled. So when you're a team like Boston College and you have to work with that, your defense better be good. Uh, I, I don't think under Halfley their offense has been all that spectacular anyway. Uh, so I don't. I think it's going to take a step back. I do think Clemson, NC State. Um, probably Florida State. I, you know, I do think there are just other teams that are just genuinely going to be better uh, than them this year, and I think they're going to be closer to the bottom. Louisville, um, I, I think I, I share a similar uh, perspective as you uh, with that in that I, um, I I think they'll they'll surprise people. They'll, they'll have some, uh, you know, some good moments and bad moments, um, and, and I feel like they're more like a Florida State, how I see them. Uh, but Boston College, I, I I don't see them making a bowl game. All right, and to finish off uh, the Sears, Syracuse Orangemen, you know I think they will be at the bottom again this year. They're always hit or miss, but the last couple of years have been pretty bad. Uh, and you look at it, they do return their quarterback, running back, uh, but really this team just has some talented individuals, but they're kind of sporadic. They're just kind of in different groups. They don't really have a core group that's really solid. Uh, you look uh, a lot of coin flip games. They do play uh, Purdue at home, but I think Purdue is a better team. Uh, they play NC State, Notre Dame, at Clemson, at Wake. I think those are all losses. And so you're probably looking at a 3-9 and nine type team. Uh, they might be able to pick someone off like they do every year, uh, but just not enough talent. And uh, just don't think consistent enough uh, to win you the football games you want. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's much more to add with respect to Syracuse. They do return a, a lot of starters. I think eight, again, on both both sides of the ball. But um, production-wise, uh, they're actually pretty low with their returning production. And, I, yeah, they, they've been on a downward trend. So if your returning production is low – I don't see how you can overcome that, even if you have eight returning starters on, on both sides. So uh, I think, yeah, they will be you know farting around the bottom there with, with uh, a couple of those others that I mentioned. All right. And, yeah, I think it's both safe to, safe to say we have Clemson winning the division. Yes. I personally think they'll have one loss. Uh, could easily beat a Notre Dame. It could randomly be to a conference opponent. Either way, they'll be uh, the only one loss um, uh, team in the, in that division. And so I think they will 
head on to the ACC title game. And next episode, you'll find out who we think they will play. Really what you're trying to say then is you believe, and I think I share this, that we have once again presented another fantastic episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bell Haven and the Boy. Most definitely.